Welcome to Sykes, the bottom line pharmacy podcast, your regular dose of pharmacy CPA advice to fuel your bottom line, featuring pharmacists, key vendors, and other innovators. Your checks, yes, you can call me. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Sykes Bottom Line Pharmacy Podcast here. And we are happy to have Debbie Marcello. Did I pronounce that correctly? You absolutely did. Yes. Nice. All right. Uh, With Happier at Home. Um, So, Debbie, thank you for being here on the show today. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and uh, Happier at Home and what you guys do? Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I love that you're bringing in so many different resources for the independent pharmacies. Uh, So I am originally a registered nurse. I continue to be, but uh, my focus is really business development, business expansion. That's where I found my talents lie. In the past, I was a trauma nurse and really loved that. I love that excitement. Uh, I actually had an experience back in 2007 where my mother, at the age of 64, was diagnosed with uh, primary brain cancer, which is uh, glioblastoma. So during her six months of um, her treatment before she passed, we had to have home care come in. And uh, my experience and my family's experience with home care was really awful. Uh, You know, different caregivers coming through the house all the time, not really doing anything, uh, you know, sitting at the couch, watching TV. So it was really frustrating, uh, especially feeling like we didn't have any control over what was going on in our home. Uh, So before my mother even passed, I decided that things needed to change and that the delivery of care could be improved upon. So I started Happier at Home locally. I'm from Rochester, New York. That's where I'm coming to you from now and um, developed our uh, business model to be really focused on the family and the patient. We also call them clients so they don't feel so... um, just objectified as a patient. Uh, I want them to be part of their care plan. I so like we, that. yeah, yeah, it's, that's um, nice. and even our caregivers, when they go out in the community with our clients, we don't have them dress in scrubs. So people all know that they're a patient, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Sell up, tap your at home and really saw that we helped our patients to be able to remain as independent as possible. Uh, we kept continuity in caregivers. So always making sure they had the right, the same caregiver involved the family in the care plan to make sure they had the schedule that they felt was necessary. Of course, with our professional guidance to make sure they know what we think that they really need. Um, And really working closely with the caregivers who we have a low turnover rate in comparison with the rest of the industry. So Um, I saw that we have this really unique business model in comparison to others that I've seen out there. Um, So I decided to turn that into a franchise model and share it with other businesses uh, so that they could expand into home and community-based services as well. Well, uh, 
you know that this area of uh is just not going away anytime soon in fact it's growing every every day um so can you give us a little um insight into kind of the macro environment here with long-term care and what you're seeing, you know, in terms of the growth in that area, how pharmacies can play a role in that um, and so forth. Well, if you look at the large companies, the large healthcare organizations, maybe the big box stores, you, if you search the, uh, the internet, uh, or if you know what's going on in your own community and you see what's happening, there are mergers of healthcare organizations. They're growing. They're absorbing other companies. Um, they see the writing on the wall. They know what's going on. So they are expanding and um, have this vertical into expanding into home and community-based services. So one of the problems for independent community pharmacies or smaller healthcare organizations is that um, these large organizations or these conglomerates are just eating everything up. Mm -hmm. So um, we, as these business owners, need to be proactive because if you're not being proactive and growing, you are falling behind. And if you're not scared, you should be. Um, I hate to say it that way, but you really need to um, strategize for your growth. So to me, this means take a look at what the big guys are doing and see what they're doing. They're doing exactly what we are suggesting. You diversify and you expand into home and community-based services. Yes. So being able to um, have a business model to uh at, have another program for your independent pharmacy to be able to expand helps to improve your chances of survival. It also, uh, with our business model, we have a positive cash flow with if you're following our processes and procedures. Um, so definitely making sure you have that source of cash flow and the source of payment is actually cash. It's not insurance company based. And we um, love to hear that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it chills go up your spine when you say, oh, got to submit yeah. to the insurance company. Oh, you know, such a so. nightmare. And it's such a it's such a hit on cash flow for yeah. you know, our pharmacies. Um, I think also looking at some of these bigger um, boxes and seeing what they don't do well is also mm -hmm. an opportunity to turn that around and do much better in your store. Um, so something like point. this, yeah, I mean, something yeah. like this where that, that individual touch and that care and just going an extra mile to offer something to um, your patients um, or your clients mm -hmm. um, that, you know, nobody's going to walk around the desk at a big box and say, hey, have you thought about doing this or this is an option or you should, you know, reach out to um, to Debbie for this situation. Um, nobody's going to do that there. So sometimes these things may not generate major, major revenue for you, but they can in other ways, but offering something that, you know, like a big box store would never do. Um, well, just and you, you know, making the point of coming out behind from behind the desk, uh, your community pharmacies have that relationship and yes. that reputation 
um, sometimes generational with uh, the community and pharmacy together. So uh, they the the customers come in and have those conversations with uh, maybe the staff, could be the pharmacist. Hey, my mom is doing really poorly, unfortunately, you know, or the the people at the desk notice that someone else is picking up medications mm-hmm. for them. So you have those conversations and instead of referring out home care to other companies, you're able to keep that revenue under your own roof. Exactly. And you have a trusted reputation. So they naturally are going to um, feel that they want to go with you anyways. Um, the other thing- It's just so huge with our independence is to offer, it's just beyond scripts at this point. We have to move to a point where we, yes, we have to fill the scripts and that's important, but we have to do many other things. Um, for revenue. And, and if you're, um, if you think about it, if you start a business where you're providing home care and I'm not talking about scaled nursing care, I'm talking about things like light housekeeping, meal planning and preparation, maybe helping them in the shower, you know, so medications, yes, medication reminders, um, care management, like advocacy. If you're providing those and you're in you're building a patient base in the home. You have this whole, <clears throat> excuse me, source of uh, customers that you could expand your long-term care or your medical at home um, base with through your pharmacy. So you know that the revenue, excuse me. <laughs> My throat just got a little dry there. I get it. You know that the uh, <laughs> and maybe my body just needed the coffee. <laughs> it's a little um, early in the morning. It is early. Yeah, <laughs> take a hit. Yeah, so you know that uh, the revenue for those um, medical at home patients is higher than providing prescriptions right. uh, to those that are walking into your store. So, um, looking at you know the trends in the industry. You need to definitely be able to diversify and expand. So if you have this medical base or patient base in their homes, as you said, Bonnie, you can look at your different programs. Are you doing, you could do point of care testing Mm -hmm. to those patients. You could offer home immunizations. There are so many things then you could do free home evaluations to offer what durable medical equipment that they may need uh, through your pharmacy. And this this business model is not limited just to retail pharmacies. We have Mm -hmm. very, very, as a matter of fact, my most successful uh, Happier at Home franchisee is a long-term care pharmacy um, based in New York. So um, it it works because you have these different connections um, with the healthcare uh, profession and arena, which, I mean, that's another point. You have these connections made with the healthcare, uh, professionals already. And, um, let's say for example, physicians that are referring to you or they're, uh, if you're servicing, um, long-term care facilities, transitional care, what happens when their patients are being discharged from rehab? 
they want to make sure that they have a very safe discharge home so they don't bounce right back into the hospital and cause them to lose more money. So knowing that they could refer to um, someone or a company that they have a trusted relationship with already and they know that you haven't let them down uh, as the, that pharmacy owner um, to be able to then refer to you to uh, provide that home care for the safe discharge home would be a natural transition for them. Yeah. And <clears throat> I like what you mentioned because there is just a whole bunch of opportunity with uh, in this area. Um, there's a lot of need in this area. There's a lot of opportunity for a pharmacy owner in this area and people are willing to do what it takes for their loved ones as well. So, you know, if they need the services, they're going to help pay, they're going to find a way to pay for it to help their loved ones. So, um, how does this, um, so if a pharmacy is doing a, a long-term care setting, uh, medical at home, how does, uh, you know, this area that you have fit into that? Is this a, you know, a pharmacy has this also as a, um, a separate entity LLC that services those patients in addition to the medical at home, uh, long-term care setting. Is that? Yes. Yes. It's set up as a separate entity. And, mm -hmm. um, of course they would speak with their trusted advisors, such as your company, uh, to make sure they know what the best structure for them is. I'd have to say all of our franchisees right now are set up as LLCs and, uh, but that is their choice. That's what is best for them. And it, it does have to be a separate entity. But what we do is make sure that um, even though you're separate entities and you, a lot of that is having to do with HIPAA, licensure, right. um, just so many different reasons. You want to keep it as a separate business. Um, but it, it, we like to make sure that we are connecting the pharmacy with your happier at home company. So our uh, our marketing department um, they make sure they're um, play they're placing your pharmacy with a link on our websites. Um, anything we could do to also promote your pharmacy without any problems that that is a no brainer for us because we want your pharmacy to be. Um, successful. Uh, happier in, at home in itself, freestanding for our independent pharmacy owners makes good money. If you follow, follow the processes, the procedures, we have a business coach that meets with you um, even before you start training. So we want to make sure you're successful because if you're successful, then we're successful, of course. Right. Yeah. So what's a good market for, um, for the franchise? Uh, you know, is this a rural setting? You know, a lot of pharmacies are in a rural setting. I don't know if that's a, the right market for this, or is this more of a more populated area where this is, can be more successful or not? So what, what's the marketplace? For so I'm so glad you brought that up because people bring that concern up. And the other concern that they bring up is, oh, I don't think my, my customers are going to want to private pay. Uh, so in regard to the, the, um, the demographics or the setting of where to have a business like this, we have businesses like this in metro areas. We have them in the rural areas. 
But the important thing is that when we're um, doing our discovery process with you, we look at the demographics. So we want to make sure that we're giving you a territory that's protected. No other happier at home company can come in there. Um, give you a territory that's at least 300,000 in general population. And we also look at the senior population and we look at what the average household income is. So we just make, we look at those numbers to make sure, even if it's going to be large yeah. geographically, uh, that it's going to support a private pay uh, business in your area. So some territories might be geographically smaller and some may be very large. Um, but if they're very large in rural areas, we know how to market to those areas too. So it's all part of um, our training and support that we provide too. That's really smart. And glad to hear that that's kind of part of that's the same, you know, when people are looking to open their or purchase pharmacies is that de you know, demographic information is very important. So it's awesome that you do that before yeah. just kind of getting going right. <laughs> and then it not work out. So yeah, doing your homework for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just like a startup pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah, you need to know. Just make sure it makes sense. Uh, the yeah. marketplace yeah. and everything's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, you know, as far as um, people feeling some people aren't going to want to pay, there are going to be people who don't want to pay. But that when they're faced with a choice of, <clears throat> am I going to go into a nursing home or assisted living or do I want to stay home? And what is the cost, cost difference between them? We're, I, I know it varies across the country with uh, long-term care or a skilled nursing home. Um, but right now it's 18 to $20,000 a month. Um, you know, you're not going to have to pay that to stay home. Even right. to have a one-on-one -on -one caregiver in your home 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so it does save them money. They want to be in their home. Uh, and the, you could start off with shorter shifts and as their needs increase, then, um, then those shifts those adjustments, and the number of hours yeah. can, yeah. can increase too. Yeah. And, you know, I had a pharmacist that told me one time and I've never forgotten it. It's been a couple of years ago. Um, he works in a very affluent, um, area. Um, and, you know, we were discussing, um, kind of the products that he offers versus what some do not because you know that that belief that people won't pay for certain things but he had explained to me that he doesn't really believe that because he sees time after time after time that people will come in and purchase things that are very expensive and maybe they really can't afford it or it's very tight for them but if they find that it works for them and it helps them they will and they'll, they'll keep coming back. Um, right. because you know, and the same thing here, I think if it, like you mentioned, um, you can't just assume that someone maybe would not pay for something if it's, you know, maybe the cost isn't that different. Or like you said, if they really want, they care for a loved one and they want to make sure that they stay home, it's very important to them. They may find a way to make it work. So well, you're talking um, about people's health and well being. you know, people right. are willing to to do what they got to do. Open the yeah. pocketbook to stay at home versus go to a nursing home. A lot uh, they of people might, save you know, for their whole lot. life for that. Right. right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's a different, it's a different mindset when you're talking about 
paying for health and well-being versus uh, going out to, to dinner or something. So yeah. it's, right. it's um, and I understand that. I, you know, I saw it with yeah. my own grandfather. He was he immigrated here. He was a tailor and he didn't spend a dime. But you talk about the millionaire next door. Um, there are a lot of elderly people out there like that, that they save and save and save. And, you know, if they need it, then it's there. Uh, the other thing is that even though, uh, you know, we are a cash-based source of revenue, there are other ways that we connect them with different resources. Like the Alzheimer's Association sometimes has scholarships that will pay for our care. Yeah, or, grants uh, and things. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a veterans aid and attendance benefit that a lot of people don't know about that if they qualify, then this will pay for their care. And the surviving spouse of a qualifying veteran as right. well. Uh, Long-term care insurance, which it, it has that term insurance on it, but um, I love long-term care insurance. You know, it's great when someone says they have a long-term care insurance policy. Um, all we do is help them file that claim and um, hopefully it's approved and we move on from there. And that, that really, really helps them to be able to uh, pay for services like this in their home. Right. So we met at Debbie, we met at the uh, NCPA conference. We were on the panel together with RX Safe talking about long term care. And um, that was a that was a good panel. It's it's hard. There's about what, six of us on the panel. So it's hard to talk yes. about anything <laughs> for like 30 seconds when it's your turn to talk. Um, but um, no, yeah. uh you know, the, the automation is a key part to long-term care, especially in a pharmacy setting. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know where I'm going with this, but. Well, you're, I think that you were going to make a great point <laughs> in that, uh, connecting that. Sometimes I just ramble. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, uh, with RxA for, uh, if you're doing compliance packaging, it's nice because yes, those medications can be delivered to the home. But then what happens when they're there if the person has a memory problem or um, they just don't feel like taking them? Uh, then having a caregiver in the home and being able to close the gap there uh, and earning money from it, too. You're helping to improve that quality of care of your patient, uh, increase the medication compliance, which we all know is one of the main problems in our country, um, then having that resource of having a caregiver in the home helps to work hand in hand with a company like RxSafe. Yeah. Well, Debbie, one of the things that we do at the end of our um, podcast is we do what we call kind of our bottom line, um, kind of just the summary or final closing point from each of us from what we've kind of gathered and talked about today. Um, because I'm already talking, I'm just going to go first, if that's okay with the group. You always go first. I always go first. <laughs> I don't want anybody to take mine. Um, <laughs> but I think it was before we even started recording today, um, you mentioned, um, you know, the benefit, or we were discussing the benefit of something like this just kind of adds to the, the independent having sort of like to be this hub for our patients, our clients. Um, you know, just it's just another... Um, item or um, service that can be offered to um, people who walk in and doing anything you can to diversify, 
be, go that extra mile for your patients um, offering something like this when you see that it makes sense. No different than when you, you know, we talk all the time about pharmacists, um, they fill a script and at a big box, they would just fill a script and hand it to you, pay for it, you walk out. Um, it, it depended a lot of times they see the, oh, you know, you've got this script that's probably going to upset your stomach. You probably should grab this and that from OTC that go ahead and prepare them for that and help them with that. And again, that's just a little extra something there to care for that patient and to look out for them. Um, so this would be no different. Just another aspect of something when you see as a pharmacist that someone may be going through something similar to this to offer that and be that hub for, um, you know, extra information and helpfulness that you can do. That might be the longest bottom line we've ever had. <laughs> But it was a good one. It was a good we one. We can make a whole podcast of it. And um, when we do some editing, we can maybe use it for a two minute clip. How they spoke. That's right. And you know what, though? Honestly, pharmacists don't give themselves enough credit sometimes that you have so much that you could bring to everyone, you know, just not yes. filling just prescriptions. There's mm -hmm. so much that they could do and be that hub for the yes. community. Thank you. Oh, that's a great point, bottom line there. Yes. She did the same thing I did, but it was just way shorter. <laughs> no, I mean, my bottom line is you have some pharmacies putting, um, you know, nurse practitioners in their, mm -hmm. uh, in their pharmacies. This is kind of the other end of that, um, servicing the long-term care patient, uh, beyond just the prescription side. Um, and, um, so, you know, it's just another area, another angle of, of services out there. So. Uh, something to keep in mind for those pharmacies that have the right marketplace and demographics for this. So, um, Debbie, we, we certainly appreciate you getting on and sharing the story and sharing your insights with us and with the audience and um, hope Thank to see you, you out very on a great show uh, in the coming year. Yeah, I hope to see you guys very soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me on. We no appreciate problem. it. Thank, Thank you, you Debbie. Company. Yes.